What's going on, folks? Thanks for hitting that download button and checking out a brand new episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade, your one-stop shop for toys, tech, and talk with some assembly required. I'm your host, Rich, and if this is your first time checking out an episode, first of all, welcome. Second, a bit about what we do here. Toys and Tech of the Trade is an interview series where we sit down with content creators, entrepreneurs, and just awesome folks on our radar and discuss the gadgets, the gear, and the tech that they use to create their content, run their businesses, and just have a little bit more productivity to get their job done. When it comes to toys, we like to say that it's toys in quotes because it's not just relegated to action figures, Funko Pops, things of that nature that people collect and obsess over, but also just the big boys toys or the big girls toys, whether it's cars, bikes, knives, guns, you'd be surprised what people consider their toys. And we like to share that with you guys just to break up a little bit of the business side of things. So with that said, I want to get into this week's episode, which is going to be a little different. We're doing another Q&A episode, which has been highly requested uh, but before I get into that, a couple of updates and housekeeping I want to get out of the way. Uh, first and foremost, I owed you guys an episode last uh, two weeks ago on May 6th, um, but I'm going to be honest. As always, I like to be transparent with you guys. On May 1st, I actually lost my job, which was uh, a bit of a, of a shock and a gut punch. Um, my employer for the last 19 and a half years Uh, gave me a call. HR called me that Friday and pretty much cut me loose. Now, obviously, I don't want to turn this into a whole woe is me scenario because that's not what you're here for. But the strange thing happened. Um, You know, I've been at this particular job for 19 years. I've made my way up through the ranks. I started in the mailroom, worked my way up to where I was at the time that I was let go. And along the way, you know, priorities changed. Things uh, evolved. And one thing has been constant in my 19 years um, of being gainfully employed, and that was just content creation, just doing this stuff. And honestly, it got me through many different periods of my life, whether it was doing My Take Radio, whether it was running MyTakeRadio.com, later RageWorks.net, the variant issue, starting the network, etc. It was. Um, It was always tied to content creation that kind of kept me grounded, but at the same time, it split my focus because obviously you're working a full-time job. You want to be a father, a husband, a brother, a provider, all of the above. So, you know, it was, it was definitely just a, a punch in the gut. There were a lot of plans and things I had in mind, especially being gainfully employed. You know, I wanted to get a new house now that I have a my young daughter, just to give her more space and a place to, you know, have to consider school districts, all of that fun stuff when you become a parent. And um, obviously, you have to get a new job, you start at ground zero. And um, it's an eye opener, you know, you haven't, you haven't done a resume in 19 years, you haven't really filled out job applications in 19 years. And again, I've, I always have my toes dipped in the pool, especially as a content creator, because I knew that somewhere down the road, wherever this journey took me, I would want to be doing this, you know, whether it's podcast production, whether it's running RageWorks full time, whether it's um, consulting or teaching or just taking everything that I've amassed over the last, you know, 10 plus 15 plus years of of doing this stuff and pay it forward, as I always say. 
uh, you know, so it's definitely been interesting, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, you know, the, the, you know, I got terminated that Monday kind of went through the weekend in a bit of a haze. Then Monday kind of really just like punched me right in the nuts in the sense that, you know, you wake up, you have no purpose. Um, you know, here in New York city, the city's pretty much locked down for the most part. My wife is working from home. Uh, both of my sisters, they go to day programs for the handicap, their home. You know, I can't take my, my kid to a lot of places, especially now that there's been this, you know, COVID offshoot that's been affecting young children. So it's been, it's been tough, you know? And, um, that Monday I was, man, I didn't even know what to do. Like I got up, you know, my wife had given my daughter breakfast and then it's like, uh, I guess I'm gonna do some yard work. Uh, I ended up power washing my, my backyard and power washing my stockade fence and cleaning my grill and just, you know, a lot of honey, honey, do please do lists, uh, running errands, et cetera, just to stay busy. But when, when it came time for Wednesday to record the show, I, um, I turned on the microphone, I hit record and I think I did the intro three or four times. And Honestly, it just it just didn't feel right. You know, my brain was still processing losing the job and, you know, all the self-doubt, all the different questions creep in. What am I going to do? How am I going to pay my mortgage? Blah, 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 blah. You know, all that stuff. I'm not I'm not going to bog you guys down with that because that's not what you're here for. But, you know, as as that week passed and we got into the, the second week, which is the off week before this week, of course, you know, just a spark clicked and it was just like, listen, you got to get out there, create content because this is, this is what you do. This is what you're good at. And, um, if you want to make something of it, whether it's as your full-time job or as just a, a way to help your business be more successful, you got to turn on that microphone and do what you got to do and lay all the cards out there. So with that said, that's where we're at. That's why you guys didn't get an episode on May 6th. Cause I was too busy just trapped in my own head with all this nonsense, questioning what comes next, what to do, all the fun stuff. But I will say this, um, obviously, if you guys follow Rageworks on Facebook, social media, you've probably seen just an increase in written content, an increase in posts. Uh, we're going to be doing more YouTube stuff. We're going to be working, doing more projects with our partners at Nerd News Today, which if you've been following the Rageworks podcast network, Matt from Nerd News Today now has a new show on the network, which is Trek Untold. Uh, by the time you guys check out this episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade, Trek Untold episode four should be out. So if you're a Star Trek fan uh, and you love what we do with Nerd News Today, show them some love. Check out the episode. You'll definitely enjoy it. Uh, the guest for episode four was Harry Judge, and he's currently on Star Trek Discovery. Uh, really great interview, and like I said, I recommend you guys check it out, along with all of our other shows. Um, Black is the New Black, of course, is on hiatus. Um, Call Me When It's Over, Josie's Boy and Alexis killing it, and um, Jay and Matt with Turnbuckle Tabloid also holding it down. So by all means, if you're home looking for something new to listen to, if you haven't checked out some of the other shows, give them a listen. A lot of great talent, a lot of hardworking people doing really awesome things to keep you guys entertained during this uh, this very, very unique situation. But anyway, that's the housekeeping. That's where we're at. Um, we got a lot of guests on deck for the next month or two of Toys and Tech of the Trade. We're still going to stay on a bi-weekly schedule 
Um, still probably going to stay on the Wednesday releases. I may be moving it to Saturdays just because it's easier to get more people to record during the weekday because, again, most of us are home. So we may be moving the release date to Saturdays uh, along with the release of new episodes of Call Me When It's Over. We'll see what happens as of right now. Uh, it's Thursday. It's a day It's a day later. But um, we're definitely going to try and get those out um, on a more consistent basis. We just have to figure out a better day. Not that Wednesday wasn't any good, but I think that on the weekends it's just easier so that people can enjoy them uh, the following week. All right. So as I said, this week's episode, a little different. We got a brand new Q&A. I posed a question to my personal friends on Facebook and social as well as on Twitter, our Facebook fan page. And I even reached out to a couple of people directly via email. And I asked them what piece of tech or what gadget has made their life easier during this crazy quarantine situation. So that's the question for this week's, uh, this episode's Q&A. Let's jump right to it. All right, so what piece of tech or gadget has made your life easier during this crazy quarantine situation was the question of the week for this episode. I'll get the ball rolling. Um, initially, I'm going to be honest, my biggest my my biggest usage of tech during this crazy situation has been my iPad and to some extent my phone. Um, sharing a workstation with my wife when we were both working uh, led me to use my iPad a lot more, use it to take notes, uh, whether it was for stuff for the site or for the shows or even for my day to day. The iPad Pro with the Apple Pencil was indispensable, especially because the notes would sync from device to device. So if I took notes on something and I needed to access it on my phone later on in the day or when I was running around, it was very easy to do. So I got the iPad Pro uh, 11 inch with the Apple Pencil 2 and really great device, worth it, especially as Apple continues to improve every facet of their iPads, making them closer and closer to laptops. Um, it really it really is just a great device and you can get really good deals on it. I actually got mine from B&H and it was an open box deal for a 256 iPad Pro and the price I paid was just I think I saved maybe $300 at the time and you know BNH uses a rating system like uh you know 910 being perfect you know lower and lower and lower uh the numbers go obviously the condition isn't as good but this one I think it was it was marked that it had a condition of 8 which was uh, a reason for the lower price but I'll be honest, when I got the package, the box was mint. I took the iPad out. It pretty much still had plastic on it. It was it was insane. I said, I don't understand what warranted this to have a quote unquote eight condition. But I did notice that the box had a little bit of a dent on one side kind of crushed in. But it wasn't something that that had it. It was like that when they packed it because it came packed really well. It was probably just that they got it and they probably just the box, the box was crushed and they figured somebody was not going to want it because the box was crushed. Either way, the price I got was really good and I got even a, a good open box price on the Apple Pencil 2. So that has been an indispensable piece of tech during this situation. Our very own Josie's boyfriend called me when it's over said at the moment, my sewing machine. 
I'm running out of glue for all of my leather work, so my show my sewing machine has been helping me stay busy until I can get more supplies. Um, if you're not aware, Josie's boy from Call Me When It's Over, in addition to being an artist, uh, creates amazing accessories and fashion pieces. So definitely give his brand a follow, Painted in Blue, or follow Call Me When It's Over to see some of his great work. Uh, wallets, money clips, just a lot of amazing custom pieces. And now, as he's mentioning in, in his note here, he's actually creating all of the merchandise that he's selling himself. So instead of taking someone's pre-purchased bag and doing an artistic piece on it, he is buying the materials, making the bags from scratch, doing all the leather work, and he is then putting his artwork on it and selling it. Uh, definitely, if you want something unique and special, definitely check out Yo- Josie's Boy. I will put links for Painted in Blue and Call Me When It's Over in the show notes. Uh, he didn't specify what sewing machine he's using. I may follow up and ask him what brand it is just in case anyone is curious. But nonetheless, uh, the sewing machine is the name of the game. My buddy T, much like me, is all about the tech. And in his case, he said that it's all about his Note 10 Plus which has been working over time and he feels it's going to need a raise. I hear you T um, as a former note user, an indispensable device, especially one like the note that just, just works minus, you know, the, the ones that were exploding for a while, but still uh, definitely mobile devices and tablets are getting a lot of work during this situation. My good friend James from fatherhood is lit said it's not sexy, but having multiple long ethernet cables has been a blessing you know it sounds crazy when you hear it and it sounds like oh why is that such a big deal but you'd be surprised especially as you have more people home and your internet and wi-fi is getting taxed a bit more i mean i have a pretty decent connection here but i definitely went out of my way to get a lot of things hardwired in my house i even went as far as hardwiring the Apple TV, I mean, not the Apple TV, the fire, the fire stick we have in our living room that my daughter uses to watch uh, cartoons and shows during the day because, you know, the Wi-Fi would get out of whack or the the shows would buffer. So Amazon actually makes a piece that lets you add an Ethernet port to your fire stick. It's like 15 bucks. So I purchased it, ran an Ethernet cord from that into an extender that I have in my living room from Verizon Fios. No more buffering, no more delays, everything runs smooth, no more getting booted off of the app and having to log back in to get stuff up and running, especially if you have kids. That Nickelodeon app sucks for that very same reason. So I'm right there with James with regards to long Ethernet cables. I ended up doing, a, again, you know, now being unemployed, do the, uh, the honey to-do list. And I ended up hardwiring all of the stuff upstairs in our bedroom. Uh, You know, we keep some consoles upstairs to watch movies or play games upstairs. So I hardwired all of those upstairs with Cat6 and um, definitely worth it, especially if you go on Amazon and I'll put some links. You can get some Ethernet cables that are color in different colors for you. If you want to hardwire all of your systems, you can get, you know, a green cable for your Xbox, a blue one for your PS4 maybe something, you know, a gray one for your switch if you want to do that. And then obviously hardwire uh, your television as well. If your TV has an Ethernet port, I cannot stress enough. Do not rely on the Wi-Fi. TVs have very crappy Wi-Fi reception. So if you can hardwire it, definitely do so. 
Great recommendation from James. Uh, make sure to check out the Fatherhood is Lit podcast. I'll make sure to put links to that in the show notes for this episode. My buddy Blaine from the old CSS days, as well as uh, Video Game News Radio, said internet and guitars. Not sure if a guitar qualifies, so internet. Uh, funny thing is, a lot of people have been, especially people that were playing an instrument and took a step back. A lot of people I know that were really big into into playing, whether it's a guitar or a saxophone or violin, they're getting back into it because, again, there's just nothing to do. Not Well, let me rephrase that. Not that there's nothing to do, but there's plenty of time for self-improvement. So definitely a solid recommendation. Uh, Matt from Nerd News Today and Trek Untold said Skype and Ecamm software to record calls, uh, especially with Matt doing so many interviews. I can understand Ecamm being such a valuable piece of software to get the job done. Um, for those of us, for those of you that are curious how we record our shows, uh, we usually have a secondary sound card plugged into our Rodecaster Pro mixer and we just assign that sound card to Skype and that's pretty much it. On a rare occasion where I'm doing an Instagram live or something like that, which I did not that long ago with Alexis from Call Me When It's Over, I will connect my phone via Bluetooth to the Rode, to the Rodecaster Pro, and that's, that's a solid thing to do. Anna reached out via email and said that her Peloton bike has been indispensable with all the gyms being closed and running being a pain in the ass on her ankles and knees. Well, all right. Um, funny thing, uh, you know, when, when my daughter was born, my wife was going to the gym five days a week and, you know, I was going late at night. And when my, when my daughter was born, my wife decided that, you know, every, every bit of time that she could spend with my daughter, especially working during the day, uh, the gym kind of took a back seat, uh, for that reason, though, she tried to get in and do classes and stuff, which is what she really enjoyed, especially because, the gym I go to is a 24-hour gym, and during the daytime, it was extremely crowded, but my wife loved her classes, and I was originally considering getting her a Peloton bike just because she liked doing spin when she went to the gym, and I thought, hell, why not get a Peloton bike? I think you can finance them now, and I've heard nothing but good things. If anybody out there that I know besides Anna is using a Peloton bike or uh, or a Peloton treadmill and has had, you know, positive experiences, negative experiences, definitely shoot me a line, uh, rich at rageworks.net or via social. I'd love to learn a bit more about it. And I'd rather hear it from people that, you know, are going to give me something genuine versus some sort of manufactured review. Steve's recommendation is I really thought was complete BS until I researched it a bit more. And he said a no contact door opener. So when I when I when I got his email and he wrote that, I didn't understand. So I emailed him back and I said, what do you mean? No contact door opener. And he basically sent me a photo of it and um, looks like a almost like a skeleton key, like those old school keys to open like jail cells. And basically you it has a loop on one end and then the front of it looks kind of like a key, almost like an L. And you can use it to turn uh, door handles, pull doors um, touch keypads on ATMs and, uh, card, you know, credit card machines, etc. And I asked him, I'm like, why is that so important? And he was saying that, you know, he's a, he's a huge germaphobe and he ended up just buying it one day when he was commuting in the city from some guy. But 
the one that he got broke because it was plastic. He bought a metal one off of Amazon and he has been using it ever since. And he feels that it has been instrumental in allowing him to not touch anything. <laughs> well, all right, Steve. Cool. Um, after he sent me that and answered some questions for me, I did go on Amazon and I checked it out. And sure as sure as hell, there are indeed lots of no contact door openers. Funny thing. After I did some research and I looked into it, my wife mentioned that her her office, her company wants to buy those door openers and, you know, monogram them or put the company's logo and give them to employees, which was which was just insane when I read it. But damn, I guess I guess that's where we're going uh, for anybody that's interested in picking one of those up. They, they're going to run you between eight and ten dollars. Um, a lot of them are made of brass. There are some that are made of plastic that are cheaper. Uh, the one Steve said he picked up off of Amazon was was brass. I, he said he thinks it's brass. But in any case, I'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode. If you're interested in scoring yourself a no contact door opener, I can't even believe I'm saying that. But strange times we're living in, folks. John hit me with one which I could have said was something I was using if I were still commuting to work. But He's uh, an essential worker. Much respect to you, John. Thank you for your service. And he is using the AirPods Pro. He said, nothing drowns out the subway better than my brand new AirPods Pro, which are, in my opinion, substantially a better set of headphones than my previous AirPods. They stay in my ears. They're comfortable and I can wear them without my earlobes and ear and inner ear hurting from the sharp edges of the original AirPods. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I use the regular AirPods and I have a small ear canal and I don't really when I initially bought them, I used to have some pain when I'd put them in the ears and put them in my ears and wear them for a while. But what ended up happening after a while is that they just became they would just become slippery. That was the biggest annoyance with my AirPods that I still struggle with until I learned a better way to wear them was the fact that you if you warm to the gym and you would sweat and the sweat would pool in your ear, they would slip out, which was just such a pain. And it usually drove me back to using uh, the Beats headphones that I had that would just have the ear hook behind the ears. But I ended up going back to the AirPods. And once I figured out a comfortable way to wear them, I definitely can understand where he's coming from. They have been great. Just keep them in their little case. They hang on off of my keys. So I always have headphones at all times. Um, Maria said, <laughs> my instant pot has been a godsend as I have been eating and eating and eating and eating nonstop. Well, all right, Maria. Cool. Um, as an instant pot owner myself, uh, I've definitely started using it more just because we're buying a lot more food in bulk. We're cooking for a lot more people. And it just cuts um, it cuts a lot of time off of certain things that we wanted to make. I mean, recently we did ribs in the Instant Pot, which just sounds ridiculous. But we ended up doing the ribs in the Instant Pot. They came out beautiful, even though they had a terrible color. But what I ended up doing was once they came out of the Instant Pot, I threw them on my grill outside, gave them some nice, you know, scorch marks. They looked really colorful that, you know, they had nice color. And it wasn't, you know, boiled meat, which is what you would think initially came out really well. And um, yeah, that's a that's a hell of an awesome cosign. The Instant Pot is uh, definitely worthwhile. I actually picked up an air fryer and um, 
that's that's pretty dope too i've been doing some we've been doing some cool stuff in the air fryer so uh bacon especially if you're if you're looking for something to do with your air fryer bulk make bacon you will not regret it oh and pork belly definitely pork belly goes in there too so there you have it those are um our uh q a answers for this episode's quarantine edition q a um, I did want to mention that we're going to try and do more Q and a episodes by, by all means, if you have any suggestions for a future Q and a, feel free to shoot me an email, rich at rageworks.net. Uh, it's always good to have different Q and a's on deck to interact with the audience. And even if we're not doing a Q and a episode and you have a question that you want answered, uh, feel free to reach out via the email address or the contact form on the site and either we'll read it on a future episode or I will respond to you directly. All right, that's going to wrap up this Q&A episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade. Before we wrap up, a quick call to action. As always, make sure to subscribe via your local podcast provider to stay up to date with all the latest episodes of Toys and Tech of the Trade. And I did want to mention I'm considering a newsletter, maybe weekly or biweekly, with uh, some product recommendations, obviously updates on what's going on with the Rageworks network and some of our shows. Uh, Curious to know what you guys think, if you guys would subscribe or give it some thought. Again, I don't want to badger people with newsletters, but I would probably want to do one a week, you know, one every every Saturday or every Sunday and um, or maybe do it biweekly. But I'm curious, again, want to reach out to you guys directly, see what you think and let me know if you think it's a good idea. If you'd subscribe, if not, would love to know that, too. Uh, if you don't want to rely on email, you can follow us on social. Uh, pretty much we are Rageworks or the Rageworks Network on most of your favorite social media outlets. So by all means, hit us up that way as well. Lastly, if you want to be a guest on a future episode of toys and tech of the trade, email me rich at rageworks.net or fill out the contact form on the site. All right, that's going to wrap things up. Thank you guys for lending me your attention for 30 or so minutes. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. We got a lot of guests in store. And of course, We'll be sharing those over the coming days on social to let you know who's coming up and if they're worth your time. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys in two weeks. Peace. Peace.